Wherever your favorite team tailgates this season, there's a Cox's or Evergreen Liquors nearby. Your mileage may vary. Stop by for all your game day beverages and party supplies, wine, beer, spirits, and more. Cox's and Evergreen Liquors, everyone's go-to liquor store. Looking for extra cash this holiday season? You can make competitive pay as a day shift warehouse worker at UPS Worldport right here in Louisville. Learn more and apply today at upsjobsky.com. That's upsjobsky.com. You're listening to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. Man, those pictures from Cleveland last night almost make Cleveland worth visiting. Rabo and Co. here, ESPN 680. 1057, welcome in. We got you till noon. Kentucky versus Clemson in the Gator Bowl to follow. Then Roundtable Round Daddy. They'll have that mixtape for you at 530. They'll do that Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame show. We're going to spend two hours breaking down offensive lines versus defensive lines and the matchups of Dane Key versus the Clemson secondary. Zach's very excited, very ready to go. So we are just going to do two hours of X's and O's ahead of the Gator Bowl. Obviously, that's uh, that's what we love to do here. We will have Missouri-Ohio State tonight. At 7.30 on 93.9 and the Kentucky basketball postgame show at 9 o'clock. Busy, busy, busy day of games and of analysis around here at ESPN 680-1057. Louis Rabot at Radio Louis on Twitter. Hanging out with Zach Cantrell, your boy ZC on Twitter. Go find him there as well. All right, so there is a bowl game here. And, I, you know, something we do on this show, Zach, is we talk bigger picture with some of these standalone events. And I thought there an interesting conversation came out of the last show about – conference pride and so the guys went through the last uh, half hour or so of the show deciding three louisville fans by the way deciding if they were rooting who they were rooting for in this game and zach i've long made a joke in my in my private my private life which i will now bring to the air when two teams play that i don't like like a game between a team from columbus and ann arbor at the end of the at the end of the season i root for injuries and triple overtime so zero zero going to triple overtime and then eventually they get to that. By the way, can we all agree as sports fans, it what they've done to overtime in college football is the bottom of sports? It's It was a complete bastardization. I love the seven-overtime format. Why not keep doing that? What are we doing with the two-point the two point conversion starting with the third overtime? Like, what, what, what? That's not even football. It's not football. That's right. It's not football. All right. So, Kentucky, I do remember, and let me get the correct year because I was at the game – just as a um, just as a fan. I try to go to sporting events around this town that I have nothing to do with <laughs> and see if I can't find the series here. There we go. There's the series. between. So you're guys. like the guy who just wears a random jersey to a game that his team is not playing in? I don't do that. It's a fair question. My first UK L game was 2008. <clears throat> and Kentucky won the game 27 to 2. <laughs> I was trying to remember. That was right when my wife had moved here, and we ended up with tickets. And uh, I ended up moving here the year after. And <clears throat> at some point in the fourth quarter, UK fans started chanting SEC. Oh, God. And I laughed at the time because even though I had been completely unexposed to the area, to Kentuckyana, to, you know, the sporting the zeitgeist that is this, you know, happens around this area. 
I was amazed that Kentucky football fans thought they were contributing, that the Kentucky football program was contributing to why people thought the SEC was great. I was stunned by that. Um, Number one, they're not. (laughs) Number two, they're still not. Okay, let's be very clear. When people talk about the SEC, they talk about, in order, Alabama, Georgia, LSU, and then everyone else. That's what it is. Auburn's in that group somewhere. Arkansas was in that group at some point. Tennessee is in there, obviously, some point, um, et cetera, et cetera. Florida used to be that's a, that it just seems like such a it will be interesting in the next couple of years speaking of conferences Zach to watch Louisville basketball alongside Florida football both of them should be awesome both of them should be top 10 top 15 all the time with facilities tradition etc it'll be interesting to watch those side by side but they got into this conundrum do I root for Clemson because they're in the conference no one likes Clemson or do they root for UK to be Clemson because no one likes Clemson? <laughs> what a fun conundrum that I don't have to deal with. What a, what a great thing for me not to have to do. But getting back into this, talking about the actual game itself and what it can mean. And we talked a bit about after especially the South Carolina game is when we really started to, in earnest, do this show this way. That, that unfortunately, the predictable thing with Mark Stoops had happened. The long losing streak, the one and five in a six game stretch, beat the bums, come up against better teams and lose. The Mark Stoops things had happened, right? Then the uh, they go to South Carolina. It's the worst college football game that I can remember watching from beginning to end. It was unbelievable. It was, it was terrible. Bad. It was bad. It was terrible. Then they come to town here and they push Louisville around. They win this one, right? And now they're seven to five. They go to this game, and I think, frankly. We, the Clemson brand is established. We know what it is. We know what they're trying to do, at least, going forward. In an era that's changed, remember, they're, they are the last to capitalize on the previous system, Zach, where you there was no transfer portal in a meaningful way like there is now. There was no NIL. The altar call of Dabo Swinney, it worked in the past. We don't know if it's going to work in the future. Signs point to no. But they're established. Their brand is established. You know what that paw is. You know the orange on the football side. Kentucky's not there yet, so I do think this actually matters as a game. I think getting to eight wins, even in an expanded schedule, when I was growing up, it was a 10-game schedule. Then it became 11. Then now it's 12. That's fine. More college football is good for everybody. But I do think in the scheme of Kentucky football, getting to eight wins does matter. So I do think the game today matters for them. If Kentucky wins, both teams finish at 8-5. and And I think for Clemson, you look at it, and it's easily their worst season in many years. If they win, they go to nine wins, and it's still their worst season in many years. That's a pretty remarkable thing. So I think to them there's less motivation. No doubt. When did I say that recently, Zach, for USC? That's right. I thought that USC honestly had very little motivation. And then the thing happened where all the second and third stringers got in and went, holy crap. They could replace me in the portal tomorrow. Probably time to show out a little bit. And then Louisville was missing just enough guys and was bad enough in the secondary that Miller Moss, of all people. Start the Heisman campaign, by the way. Miller Moss. Looked like Johnny Unitas. That's right. <laughs> was I don't Randy think... Moss out there? <laughs> just mooning everybody. I, I, would, I would hope that the thing, this magic trick that Stoops has to A, get his players to opt in for bowl games. 
and then B, to actually show up in them. His record in bowl games is unbelievably good. Yes. You hope that continues today. They, they step on that field in Jacksonville at noon today, and they're ready to go. They're line, you know, they are just absolutely prepped properly and ready to go. We, we have historical evidence to suggest that that is going to happen today, that they're at least going to be ready. How good do they, you know, how good are they compared to whatever it is that Clemson is bringing this year? How well do they match up? I'll be honest, I'm not sure. But I feel like, and our friends at the Herald Leader did a pretty good job of this. Mark Story uh, amongst them. So seven and five, three and five against eight and four, four and four. What's a better record this year, three and five in the SEC or four and four in the ACC? Three and five in the SEC. I think that's probably right. So there's one. The ACC is mediocre. And Kentucky came and beat one of the ACC championship teams. In their house. On their field. Yes. That's exactly right. So an interesting juxtaposition there. You get Devin Leary, you get Kate Klubnick. Who would you rather have? Devin Leary. <laughs> I think that's probably right. It's not by much. Would you rather have Phil Maffa or Ray Davis? Man. <laughs> I think I'd rather have Ray Davis. I think I'd take Ray Davis. Okay. On the wide receiver side, I'd rather have whoever Clemson has because the wide receivers for Kentucky this year yeah. have been bums. Kentucky's receivers can't catch a cold barefoot in the They can't run a route. No. They're they're mispositioned. It looks Unbelievable. like. They should or be playing DB or something. Or they are ignoring their coaches. One of the two. Uh, Bo Collins, Tyler Brown. You'll hear the names. Troy Stilato as well. Bo Collins is going to Notre Dame. Uh, yeah, he's already transferred, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's out. Um, so they'll have Tyler Brown, and, and you'll hear the name Troy Stilato today. Um, sucks to lose Bo Collins because that dude's actually pretty good on the, on the on the offensive side. He should be going to LSU with the way his name's spelled. <laughs> You're right about that. But because of the defections and the reasonably good play at Louisville, does that swing it toward Kentucky's wide receivers? I don't know. Let's call it a push. On the tight end side, Clemson's got they've got a really good uh is it uh hang on, Brininstool, is that his last name? Yeah, Brininstool. Jake Brininstool. He's caught a pass every game this year. 6-6-230, 41 receptions, 400 yards, five touchdowns. That's the kind of guy against this UK defense, maybe that could cause a problem and uh, I, I think it'd be an, an advantage for them. Obviously, Jordan Dingle. I mean, Josh, well, Josh Caddis, I guess for for Kentucky, but he was out. Um, it'd be interesting to see if they come back. Do people realize that Dingle went into the transfer portal for like twenty five seconds? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. Okay. Yeah. So he's back. It's gonna be playing in this game. O line. Now. Story does this where he compares the O-lines rather than the matchup against the other teams. I will say the most, you know, on the stoop side we talk about, for example, the things that he's done very well, raising the floor to making a bowl game, number one, and number two, beating Louisville. Those are the things programmatically that he's done very well that stand out that you cannot argue against. He has gotten them away from the three and nine season, number one. And number two, he wins the rivalry game, Mm -hmm. right? Those are the things that he does. He does them well. That's right. Clemson builds their lines as well as any school in the country, especially for one in the ACC. Especially defensive lines. Yes. Their offensive line's been a question the last couple of years. Their defensive the last two line years is for sure. Good. D-line, for some reason, they get the big uglies, and they are all, they all look the same. <laughs> They're all like 6'4", giant dudes. They're all the same guy. But, man, you know, it's, it's something we didn't spend a lot of this year talking about on the Kentucky football side. 
was that the offensive line play was considerably better than the year before. Mm-hmm. Now, the bar was really low. Not 4-28 Kenny Payne low, but it was low, man. The they were offensive line in those games? <laughs> Did the offensive line win them or not? <laughs> I, I, I think the O-line isn't as good as Clemson's D-line, but I don't think they're going to get embarrassed today either. Yeah. Yeah. Theoretically, I, that should be where Clemson, if they're going to dominate the game, that's you would expect it to be on the defensive line, but I don't think they're going to. I agree. I agree. They're not going to dominate, at least. In the same way, I don't expect it to be like Louisville against USC, where, where it's like, where are the sacks? How is there nothing? I don't expect that. But I also don't expect them to dominate the game uh, in that way. I think Kentucky's got an advantage at linebacker. This is where they can really, I think, make hay in this game, is if they are able to, to maximize the effort from the middle of the D-line and then from the linebackers against a Phil Maffa, who is a very – Fine running back. He got better at the end of the season. His numbers corresponded with the four-game win streak on the Clemson side. Yeah. Averaging over 100 yards his last five. I think in his case, though, I will take the D-line and the linebacking core of UK above Phil Moffa in this case. All of this to say, it's a damn even game, and this should be a lot of fun. <laughs> It says twenty to, a lot of fun. Twenty to seventeen written all yeah, over. Yeah, it really it. does. It does, and I think. But I think you're going to get, and and it comes back to something we talked about very early on with this Kentucky football game team. Excuse me, this season, which was, and I was critical of it at the time, and then I realized about four or five games in, it wasn't something to be critical of. It was just an observation, and that is, they are going to, they are going to rely on the big play. And I will say this out loud. If Kentucky gets a weird touchdown, an unusual touchdown, weird is the wrong word. In other words, in special teams or in defense, they win the game. Otherwise, they don't. I will take Clemson otherwise. So if you think that that's going to happen on the Kentucky side, go ahead and bet Kentucky, who is now only like a three-and-a-half-point dog. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have cut the line in half since it came out. Four three seven nine six eighty is our UPS jobs text line. Tons of text coming in on this already. Appreciate people. I'll be part of this. The last text to Dieter, <laughs> scrolling down, was Rose Wheeler didn't like basketball. That is true, Mamerser. That is true. Uh, can I read that? Oh, man. I can read it off air. Uh, uh, Strebel mentioned yesterday, uh, Texter saying, uh, that there was a tweet of Stoops addressing the team and Ray Davis was in a boot. Does anyone else know about that? I have not heard anything about that at all. Uh, Texter, this is from our guy, Kevin. Uh, Clemson's better top to bottom. You don't have to cater to UK fans. Good Lord. Clemson by double digits. More like 30 to 17. Uh, it, okay. I, I think Clemson is better, but I think UK, if they can get their their big play, whatever that thing is for them, either on defense or on special teams, maybe one. I, th- th- we know it's not going to be the deep ball. Devin Lear can't throw one. Not accurately, at least. He can throw it deep. <laughs> ain't going to anybody. I think I think Zach's prediction is probably more on what I think will happen. And I think that the betters are getting this right. I think, though, that, I don't know, I'm thinking like 27-21 Clemson. Yeah. 24-20, that kind of thing. You're going I, with I, Clemson? I am going with Clemson, too. I'm going UK. Okay, talk I'm going to be the UK honk here. <laughs> I'm doing post game for both football and Let's basketball go. today. So, UK honk, baby. Let's go. Chili <laughs> and Wildcats. 
And said he's on the Leary under. I think that's a good play. <laughs> but I, I agree. I think Kentucky wins 20-17. to 17. I think Ray Davis is going to be a difference in this game. I, I trust okay. Devin Leary more than I trust Cade Klubnick. Okay. And look, the ACC this bowl season has not been very good that is from true. top to bottom. That is true. The SEC is not spectacular this year by any means. Outside of Alabama and Georgia, it's not a great league. But the ACC has just been pitiful in bowl games. So I'm going to back Kentucky. And usually if I'm just going to bet the spread, then if it, Okay. It being three and a half, yeah. you might as well just pick the team to win out, right? So sure. I'm going to say Kentucky wins twenty to seventeen. That a boy. There you go. Listen to me on post game shows, people. UK Hawk over here. Your boy CC. <laughs> Do it. I've crossed over the dark side. <laughs> Gandalf was listening somewhere. Had to sit down. Yeah. <laughs> there he is. Oh man, uh, Texter uh, is Mike Gandalf. Uh, Texter, I give UK a 75% chance to win, and I think it's a big disappointment if they lose. Interesting. Uh, Mike was big yesterday. He was talking, or he texted me that, you know, essentially his his analysis of, of L for, for example, was, you know, the better the opponent and then things, you know, fell off the off the rails for them. I, I wonder if the motivation and those things are there for UK in the way that, that people think. So, um, uh <laughs> Text. Our guy Kevin Louisville shut down Davis with the exception of one run. So you're telling me Clemson isn't capable of shutting him down? Come on. I don't know. I don't know how good Clemson is, man. I don't. I guess I don't think Clemson's as good as Kevin does. I, I think that's the difference. We'll find out. It'll be a pretty easy one. And Kevin's got easy money coming if he thinks that Clemson's going to win by that many, many. Anyway, so, uh, Texter, I'm rooting for Clemson. I enjoy when Strebel is anguished and in pain. That's a good reason. I agree. <laughs> by the way. I guess Trevel had to have like the odd air conversation of his wife, like, "Oh yeah, yeah, you're just gonna go to the game, right?" <laughs> what a what a terrible Zach doesn't understand this yet. The the having young kids and your spouse too late in the game for you to travel is like, oh, I just assumed you were going. That's right. I remember one time I was out with a buddy and it was like eleven thirty, twelve, not late, but late enough, whatever. And he's like, "Hey man, you want to go? You want to go hit the boat, and play some blackjack?" And I had the, the the married guy mental moment. There you go. Where I went, okay, I haven't been to the casino in a while, so I got that in the in the in the positive column. It's only eleven thirty. I got that in the positive column, and then in the negative column was just thinking about talking to my wife the next day. <laughs> so I didn't go. Next day we wake up. I'm I'm downstairs having breakfast. Whatever she comes down, she goes, "Oh, hey, how was last night? How's how's, how's Nate? I was oh, it was good." She goes, oh, okay. Um, did you uh, did you guys do anything? Oh, you know, we went to this place to did this. And uh, he goes, she goes, I was, oh, yeah, you know, you want to go to the casino. But she goes, oh, you haven't been in a while. You could have gone. Of course. Of course you could have gone. Now, I don't know if she actually meant that or not. If there are women listening, do you actually mean it when you say stuff like that? <laughs> do you actually mean it? Or is it just one of those things that it makes you seem supportive and you know there's no consequence? So. But then you actually go and do it, and yeah, then right. <laughs> nuh-uh. no casino for you. Uh, Texture, go Clemson, bust up Ke- uh, Kentucky today. Te- uh, Kevin, root for Clemson. You don't want to hear UK fans say they beat Clemson when U of L can't. Kind of like when U of L beat Florida in the Sugar Bowl. I actually, on purely on the rivalry side of things, I understand that logic. I really do. Um, <laughs> uh, Texture like that USC QB. Yeah, no, that's, that's about right. I, I just, I, I think it's more of a toss-up game than Kevin does, which is fine. 
Um, and I think it's probably more of a toss-up game than, than Gandalfo does, which is fine. So there you go. Got people on both sides. First hour of our show presented by Kentucky Tourism and KentuckyTourism.com. Like I said, we'll have that game for you right here at noon on ESPN 680-1057. Uh, Bob will be on. He'll be over on 93.9 if you want to listen uh, to Bob today. So he'll do noon to three over there leading into Mark Ennis on the roundtable. Roundtable will have your postgame show, the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame show. Check out their elk draw on the website for 2024 as well. Missouri, Ohio State tonight, Cotton Bowl, 93.9 The Ville. Who wins that game, Zach? The Ohio State. You sure? Yes. Even with a quarterback who's, a, what, 15 years younger than you? <laughs> Devin Brown. Not, not quite 15 <laughs> years younger. No, they have pretty much outside of Marvin Harrison Jr., just about all their draft-eligible guys are playing. Who so. would you rather have today, Miller Moss or the guy you just Devin mentioned? Devin Brown? Yeah. Uh, boy. <laughs> Can I get Louisville's defense? Yeah, right. If I get Louisville's defense, I'm picking Miller Moss. Doesn't that sound like the most frat boy name of all time, by the way? Bleeping Miller Moss. Miller Moss, man. Do you know who my dad is? He's wearing the two polos at the same time. Oh, yeah. No, he's got the Q-zip and the polo. Thanks for pointing out the UK's already beat Clemson. Uh, yes, they have. Uh, that's true. They're way positive in that series. But, hey, I uh, want to remind folks, man, uh, speaking of bowl games, it's time for the parade in Pasadena tradition meets college football action in one epic bowl game. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can make every play count. So new customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting $5 on college football. Got UK today, got the Rose Bowl, you got that Cotton Bowl tonight. Tons of cool options coming up. And, of course, there's something for everyone. Money lines, parlays, live bets, so much more. You name it. And they've got it with our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. So download the app now. Use the code WHBE. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just 5 bucks on college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code WHBE. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER18+. Physically present in Kentucky. Eligibility restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms on the other end. UK basketball back in action tonight. Do want to talk about their game tonight. And uh, I do want to do a sort of bow on the season for U L football, letter grades, all that kind of stuff. Do it next here at ESPN 680-1057. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Keep playing. Keep working, keep going, and keep moving with the exceptional orthopedic care at Baptist Health. With an experienced team and a full line of advanced services and procedures, it's no wonder most people choose Baptist to help them keep on keeping on. Visit baptisthealth.com ortho to find a Baptist Health provider. To Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680 1057. Now, here's Louis Rabo. 
We have a problem, people. Louis Rabot here at, at uh, Radio Louis on Twitter. I'm trailing Ben Roberts in the bowl challenge. <laughs> that dude covers basketball for a living. That's a bad job by me. Uh, Louis Rabot hanging out with you. We got you till noon. UK bowl game today. Uh, down there in Jacksonville against Clemson. We will have that on our air here, ESPN 680, 105.7. And, of course, following that, you'll get roundtable with the post game. Uh, our guy Mike Andalfo is down there to get sound, uh, all those other things, covering the bowl game himself. Uh, he's off to Hilton Head for a couple days after that. I'm not jealous, I promise. I'm really not. Um, <laughs> speaking of UK, they get back in action uh, on the basketball side tonight. We will have the post game show for that as well. Here on ESPN 680-1057, they'll be around 9, 9, 15, something like that. No need to wait for the official postgame show. Uh, they'll have you covered there. I imagine that'll be Striebel and Entz uh, on that game as well as they host uh, the fighting and uh, formerly known as Antonio Reeves is in Illinois State uh, there at Rep Arena tonight. Uh, less of a layoff, if you will, uh, than the U of L side of things. A texter meant to say yesterday, you know, Zach is getting old when he's complaining about bowl game names. <laughs> That's pretty good. Texter, is that show is that song from the American Pie movie? I will let you know when Zach gets back to the board. I'm sitting here by myself. These are these are things. Um, <laughs> it's a beautiful solo profession I've chosen here. Do want to thank George and the Bardos team. They're going to bring lunch by the ESPN Louisville Studios today. Uh, they are moving downtown, so uh, keep an eye out uh, for that. They're celebrating 46 years here in Louisville, making Louisville style pizza. Yeah, it's that good. It's Bardos Pizza. I want to thank them uh, for lunch today. Looking forward to that after the show. All right, so UK basketball, they get Billy Richmond. They got Boogie Flan already uh, in the fold for next year. Cam Drummond breaks this down at the Herald Leader, and they're now up to five guys in that 2024 class. And I'm going to do blue versus red in a minute here, but let's just start on the blue side. So he's 6'6". You know, I think he was looking to go somewhere sort of in, in, in this area of the country as he looked at Alabama, LSU, and Memphis along with along with UK. And you know, Boogie Flan's coming in from New York. Travis Perry, obviously, is the local kid at Lyon County. And, and so you've got already those three guys to make up your backcourt if you need them for next year. So your three guys, I should say, your, your, your first three. The one, Boogie Flan, the two, Travis Perry. And then if you wanted, obviously, uh, you've got Billy Richmond for the three at 6'6". Six, six. A reminder, too, that they have Jaden Quaintance coming in. And he's a... He's, he's one of these bigs. He's, he's got kind of an Aaron Bradshaw feel to him. He's a big. He's going to space the floor. He's going to be one of those guys. And, of course, they have Santo Cyril coming in, who I cannot figure out. Because everyone, he he reminds me of the Irish Hulk. My goodness, were you around for Irish Hulk talk, Zach? I don't think you were. I was not around okay. for Irish Hulk talk. So the Irish Hulk was a thing that happened here in this area with a man named Aiden Agehan. And he was part of a class called the Super Six. How many of those players do you think worked out for Louisville? Not many. <laughs> That's correct. I think Aiden Gahan ended up at uh, <laughs> at uh, Grand Canyon, I think, is where he ended up. So uh, there we go. Aiden Gahan, Grand Canyon Antelopes. Um, so there you go. I don't think he's playing pro anywhere. He is not. But he was supposed to be this guy. Chris Mack flew to, to Ireland to recruit him. Uh, oh, man, people around here were super excited. He dunked at uh, Midnight Madness or whatever the Cardinal thing was called for years. And, and everybody got excited. And I'm so concerned that Santo Cyril is one of these dudes. Now, I do think with Santo Cyril, he's coming out of, oh, man, help me, uh, Overtime Elite, excuse me. I had an M in my head for some reason. He's coming out of Overtime Elite, and he's one of these guys that because he's part of that program, 
I think once in a while you just take players to keep relationships. That's right. That's right. And I wonder if Sopto is actually a ball, is actually a baller. He might be. I don't know. Or if he's one of these guys that you know is going to be able to play immediately. Okay. So Richmond is from Memphis, so getting him out of Memphis is is a big deal. But there is a connection as he went up to Camden to play the rest of high school ball. I, Drummond talks a lot about how he plays on defense. And I'm interested because the, the, the way that people have started to talk about basketball recruiting and, and the guys coming in, defense comes up a lot more. And I wonder if that's because guys who sat in this chair for many years talked about, oh, they all play AAU ball, they don't care about defense. And they also heard it, UK fans say, yeah, I like these one-and-dones. I just wish they'd play defense. <laughs> and I think a lot of them do. Um, but it's interesting to see that that shift in the narrative of how they talk about these players. Quote, I talked to Bradshaw and Wagner a little bit. I asked them about their experience going to Kentucky right now. They let me know the little things and the big things. Richmond plays for the same Nike EYBL uh, New Jersey Scholars that both of them played for. Uh, Lance Ware was also on that team. Uh, it's been around long enough. That Dewan Wagner also played for that team. Further connection comes from Boogie Flan. And so there seems to be this sort of general web of dudes, of players, that are going to be coming. Sir, he ended up being the Irish sulk <laughs> texture. The Irish Hulk was dunking out, a, dunking out a bunch of six-foot Catholic white dudes. Boogie's at least playing good competition. That's Look, I think OTE is a, is a great find. For the folks at UK, and I think that John Calipari is absolutely using it to his advantage, and he should. I, I think it's very clear the guys coming out of there uh, can play. Uh, Texture reminding me that the uh, that Samto dominated the Boozer Twins. It's a good point. Uh, Texture did want to know, Zach, was that uh, song coming back in? Was that from the American Pie movie? God, did you even see that movie? Of course, I saw the American oh, Pie okay. movie. Well, when you came out, you were when it, the movie came out, you were seven. Yeah, in two thousand. Right. I didn't watch it at the time. Okay, yeah. It was years later. <laughs> okay. Did you fall in love with Shannon Elizabeth? Who didn't? <laughs> These are the only moments I that I that I I I feel it in my bones how much I miss Issel. Like that moment. Like show him that scene from American Pop oh, on air, have him react. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Who, who didn't like Stifler's mom? <laughs> I'm stunned. She has parlayed that role into so yes. much stuff. She really has. I good for her, I guess. Um, Texter is Cyril uh, a new Oscar Shibway three inch vertical that beats <laughs> beats O's two incher. Oh man, I said two incher. Uh, Texter, uh, ironic that now uh, that UK now has a Camden connection instead of U of L. Thank you for pointing that out. Let's make this red versus blue. <laughs> Hey, Zach, uh, I'm holding up a list of all of U of L's commits for next year. Wow, that's uh, that's not a long list. There's nothing in my hand. Nothing. Five guys. So we have as many commits as they do. I think we have more people committed to our show than they have committed to <laughs> their team. Rabone Co. Basketball. That's it. We're the new overtime elite. I agree. It's going great over here. Yeah. <laughs> we won those games. I just, I don't, 
I mean, and following up on the athletic article where, you know, there was just an assumption that the Louisville folks, the brass would all be at these events and, and following and, and all these things. And they hear these excuses about, oh, there's this game and there's this stuff. And it's just, it just, it doesn't line up, man. And the more the evidence comes out, the more it points to it wasn't Kenny Payne getting these players. It just wasn't. No. It just wasn't. And, I mean, oh, oh, I really like Coach Payne. Okay, great. Okay. Oh, he really helped me to develop. Great. Great. But he ain't out there right now recruiting. They don't have anybody ready to go for next year. I I just, I I wonder when you talk about a third year with him, what people are pointing at. Are they going to field a team next year? (sighs) Do they really field one right now? But they play Illinois State tonight. Illinois State, to their credit, 8-4 uh, coming in. Uh, Kentucky played them in 2015, if people remember. That was a 75-63 decision uh, tonight. Interested because I do think we're getting to that point where we start talking Camp Cal. We start talking adjustments that he wants to see going into the conference season. And this used to – I think we used to kind of scoff at this, but now that the SEC is actually good, <laughs> we can't really scoff at these sorts of ta- this sort of talk from John Calipari where – Playing Alabama is not a joke anymore. Playing, you know, Auburn, you're going to get a good game. Texas A&M, uh, Ole Miss this year. Ole Miss is undefeated still, Zach. They're 12-0. and mm-hmm. And I know they're playing you, me, and, and you know, Nick Valvano, but still, 12-0 is 12-0. Louisville ain't 12-0. They are not. And they're Louisville. <laughs> so Chris Beard doing the damn thing. Um, how many shows do you think we're going to do about getting over Chris Beard's sins to become the next coach oh uh, yeah it's gonna be a few a lot right yeah okay. oh yeah right. i'm sin. surprised we haven't started that already we'll sin talk that's right <laughs> we're gonna get canceled oh sure luckily no one listens to this show exactly so the uh the it's like the the scene from major league when bob euchre says the one thing like, yeah. you can't say that on air yeah. no one's listening, no one's listening anyway. anyway that's right i this is the interesting part of the season. I asked Gandalf on Wednesday, what percentage of you is concerned that Cal's going to put the screws on this team and not let them play? And he said 40%. And that's a blue glasses wearing dude, right? And and God bless him. I'm, I think he speaks for a lot of UK fans with concern that, that Cal's going to try to change the general trajectory of this team to line it up with whatever his vision is of a proper team going into March. And I bring up this example a lot because it's something I, I talk about a lot is in this market especially, you can't, you can't make up stuff about basketball. You can't lie about basketball. And, you know, Dr. Ted calls in and, and Diener says, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, wow, what, what do you see with Kenny Payne? What's, what's the real issue here? And he goes to X's and O's, man. He goes to plays out of timeout. He goes to all that stuff. And I really wish that that other people would take as much notice as, as I feel that I do. Last year, they were, everyone was saying, get Severe Wheeler out of the way, get Case and Wallace the ball, let him run the offense. They were right, by the way. And this year, the fans are screaming, let them play, let them space the floor, let them figure it out. And I'm hoping that they do that as well. Because last year they did it. And for You know what's fascinating? You want to know how much winning cures all? 
this year with Karan Davis and how Louisville handled all that, it's terrible. I called Kenny Payne a liar over it, and I, I stand by it. I think it's just five, six, seven lies stacked. You're not being nice. You're just lying. Last year, we had to hear that Severe Wheeler was hurt, but but Cal didn't see him. <laughs> and no one went after Cal for that. No. No one went after Cal for that because they actually were starting to win once Wheeler was out of the lineup, and they were going away from being a 10 seed and moving into more of a normal seed for Kentucky. And that's it, folks. That's the difference. If you want to know how much winning cures all, there is your juxtaposition. Karan Davis, severe Wheeler's injury. Cal didn't have to answer anything about that. Nope. He's still going to make $9 bucks this year. Kenny Payne tries to be nice about Karan Davis, allegedly. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Texter, even the 38-1 team played their worst uh, after Camp Cal overtime games against LSU and AM. Oh, uh, Cal seems to play the worst ball after the mythical Camp Cal. I do wonder if if a part of Camp Cal has a little touch of Rick Pitino. Hear me out. <laughs> hear me out. Where it's more about it's more about getting in shape than it is about actually changing the team. But most of the time. But this year it could be very different, and there could be. <sighs> Texter's totally right, though. I'd forgotten about that, especially that A and M game. My God. Oh yeah. Just put the clamps on him. Yeah, not nah, it'll be fascinating. I my gut says for some reason, my enormous gut, that he's not gonna finick with it enough that it'll overcome. I also don't like I thought against U of L, they were just gonna score in the nineties just because there was no taking the foot off the gas for scoring. I don't think there's I mean Cal oh boy, I guess he could. <laughs> Talking around and around. I, I have to hope that, that he doesn't because I want to cover a good basketball team. <laughs> uh, the teams in red are not going to give that to me this year. Second hour, or first hour of our show, excuse me, presented by Kentucky Tourism and KentuckyTourism.com. Check them out on socials, Facebook, Instagram, wherever it is that you get your socials. Great stuff from around the Commonwealth. I uh, want to thank them. They are not hanging out with us in, in January, so this is our last day uh, hanging out with Kentucky Tourism. So thank to them, uh, thanks to them for hanging out with us for several years. Uh, here on the show, uh, we will uh, no longer be doing Kentucky Tourism Reads after today. On the other end, Alabama claims they are guarding against Michigan sign stealing. Uh, I don't believe them. We talk about it next. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Keep playing. Keep working. Keep going. And keep moving with the exceptional orthopedic care at Baptist Health. With an experienced team and a full line of advanced services and procedures, it's no wonder most people choose Baptist to help them keep on keeping on. Visit baptisthealth.com ortho to find a Baptist Health provider.
Rabot and Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. In your face, sweetie! Well, we decide a Friday, Rabot and Co. here. We got you till noon. Bobby V will be over on 93.9 because we will have the UK po- uh, bowl game versus Clemson here on our air on ESPN 680-1057 from the text chain, the tweet of one John Hill at John Hill underscore HL on Twitter. Officials trying to prevent a skirmish here in early warmups at the Gator Bowl. Barry and Brown, Maxwell Hairston amongst UK players. Exchanging words with Clemson players at midfield. Vince Merrill also trying to defuse the situation. Uh, pardon me for one second. Yes. Let's go. You know what that is, people? It's called branding. It's called having a brand. It's called having a brand and sticking to it. You understand me? Texter, I bet that Beth Haven coach won't even get a call. That Damn right he won't. What are they even doing around here? <laughs> they even beat PRP first time in 40 years. Unacceptable. No fluke. Let's go. I agree with the texture. The idea of Vince Merrow defusing the situation. <laughs> I'd like to see Vince Merrow in a, in a foot race with a Galapagos turtle. Just, just a big old 300-year-old turtle. And Vince Marrow, I would take the turtle. I, I would take the turtle. <laughs> if uh, Vince Marrow ran up against a pregnant woman, the best he would finish is third. Texter, and this is a good one, and it's after my guy Blank, but it's worth it. Texter, I love reading Blank and Baker's travel tweets. He should change his handle to Thurston Howell the third. No one under forty will get it, including your producer. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a clue. It's all right. It's a good text. If you're right, Texter, you definitely should. When we were out at uh, when we were out doing cram the van, uh, uh, fan of the fan of the station popped by and handed us a bunch of boar's head and said, "Here's some of the finest meats and cheeses," which I thought was pretty good. Uh, Texter, I hope Lynn Bowden shows up just to sucker punch a Clemson player in the face. It's <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Oh, will his grandmother be there? Four three seven nine six eighty. Oh, man. Good stuff. All right. Well, we will have the bowl game for you. They'll do a post-game show. Uh, a bunch of uh, former U.K. players actually will be in studio for that. Uh, and Jason Entz. How about that? There so you go. <laughs> and, Zachy, and Zachy C., of course. Um, are you running the game, too? No. Okay. Who gets to do that? Or is that more of an auto thing? I think it's an auto thing. Oh, how about that? All yeah. right. All right. Uh, we will talk horses in the second hour. Uh, we'll have two episodes dropping of the Horse Racing Happy Hour today. I sat down with Steve Kornacki from NBC News. He's uh, He and I are actually uh, co-members of the National Turf Riders Broadcasters, and we both get to vote on what are called the Eclipse Awards. Zach, do you know what the Eclipse Awards are? I could fake it and act like I do. But okay. I well, don't do that. Uh, it is <laughs> <laughs> Never uh, fake it. Man, I – okay. I'll get back to the text line in a second. But uh, the Eclipse Awards are essentially uh, the, the the top awards in horse racing, and it's for everything from horse of the year, jockey of the year, all the way down to, like, you know, like radio guys can win them, you know, whatever, right? And so I get to vote on the horses and the jockeys, the trainers, the owners, that kind of stuff. I don't get to vote on media. And uh, we, we I do those episodes at the end of every year if people are interested in, hey, who are the best horses this year? Kind of a, a retrospective. You heard that word before, Zach? A little retrospective. Yes, I've heard I know you you attended the Mid American Conference, but you know I did. I, okay, but retrospective was one of those words. It you was learned. one of those wor- big How words that, that we learned. 
This is Bowling Green big words. That's uh, right. <laughs> Bowling Green Uni- State University. We have big words. Um, and so I talked to Steve Kornacki's with uh, NBC. He and I were, uh, like I said, in the NTWAB the same year. And then uh, we have another one. I've been doing a Road to the Preakness series, keeping you up on Maryland Racing. That'll drop today as well. Uh, talk about those stake races down at Laurel Park this weekend. But first, um, other things to talk about. So we record an episode. And I hate to, sorry, I apologize for my demeanor there. I want to be very serious here. But, of course, um, unfortunately, uh, the starting point guard for Illinois, Terrence Shannon Jr., was charged with with rape. Uh, he had visited uh, Missouri, excuse me, Lawrence, Kansas, uh, for a um, for a, a football game uh, months back, and they have uh, issued an arrest warrant for him. So he showed up uh, for that and, and uh, paid the bond and all that. He leads the Illini with 21.7 points a game. He's connected on f- almost 41% of his three-point attempts. So we recorded 40 minutes of pot on Tuesday. And the following took place, Zach, in this conversation. So every week we have Jay Davis on, and he does a top five list, like, like the guy that he is. And he had his five guards he thought could lead you on a tournament run, and he included Shannon in that list. And then I remarked to Mark Ennis on the show, <laughs> hey, isn't Brad – isn't he doing what we were promised, you know, at Illinois was going to happen here with Kenny Payne? And then, of course, this drops like six hours after we do the show. So, Zach, what should I do? I haven't dropped the episode yet. Should I put a disclaimer in there that we didn't know this this news beforehand? Or should we give our listeners the benefit of the doubt that we didn't know it beforehand? Uh I would give the benefit of the doubt. Okay. Wrestlers. All right. Okay. There you go. Well, unless you do like one of those dramatic disclaimers, like warning, this was released before. I, I'm thinking incident. about doing that. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm thinking about doing it. Just because obviously Jay would not have included him if he knew that he wasn't going to be available at all. So. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Did he pay the bond with NIL money? God, it's a good text. That's a good text. But I hope it. Uh, Whatever needs to happen there, if he faces a 147 months in prison or 653 months in prison, you can do uh, the the math there. But uh, athletic I director, went to a Mac school. I can't really do that kind of math. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, I just just a real shame, frankly, because uh, obviously for the other person involved, but also just for basketball in general, just yeah. not good uh, with Terrence Shannon Jr. Just wanted to get that one out of the way, but yes. Uh, lots of uh, podcast material coming down the pipe from me today. Uh, Texture diffusing the situation makes Vince sound like a UN ambassador. <laughs> it's our guy, John Hill. Uh, Texture blank refers to his wife as lovey. <laughs> Texture. Uh, UK. Uh, oh, Tom Green reference. I like this. UK has got the balls and the balls are not for sale. <laughs> do you know who Tom Green is? Okay. I do. Tom Green, so like let's if we do the if we do the list of things that were funny for five seconds and then went away, Tom Green is definitely on that list. Yeah, I learned about Tom Green because of Eminem rapping about him. Real slim shady. <laughs> sounds, Tom Green. Yes, you're right. He does. Good call on you. Uh, texture. Uh did he pay the bond with NIL money is a fair question. Uh Texter. Um Leary under two and two oh four and a half, over half a pick feels like a lock. Uh, does that sound right, Zach? Yes, it does. <laughs> okay, there you go. Yes. <laughs> this was the same texture on Wednesday who said, this, sounded, this show is more entertaining if I pretend it's Rabot and Son. <laughs> 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 Y'all on fire today. I love 
All right, uh, Rabo and Co., we got you for another hour here. Bobby V. We'll be over at 93.9. We'll have the Kentucky uh, Bowl game for you today. We'll, uh, we'll keep track of the diffusion uh, as things go along. We'll talk horses next uh, next segment. All right, what else do I want to get into here? Okay, so this once in a while, Zach, in sports, someone is so good at what they do that we and they and they are continuously good. So not the Pistons. Correct. Man, I watched that last night. I, Andy Sweeney, if you are listening. I texted him at halftime, bro, load up on those Celtics. <laughs> 19 points means nothing to the Pistons. Nothing. And, of course, by the way, they go to overtime. They gave up a three at the end of the first half. If they don't give that up, who knows? But anyways. What Jokic is doing in Denver, we're just taking for granted. This is his third time with a perfect triple-double. That means he was perfect from the field and from the free-throw line. Do you know the only other player to do this three times? His name is Wilt Chamberlain. That's what I would have guessed. I mean, we're deep in holy crap with this guy. Yeah. I mean, what Jokic is doing, you asked me the other day on a bologna or salami, a little tongue-in-cheek, but, you know, whatever. Is this still a top-five nugget of all time? He's not the top. Jokic is better. He's a better all-time player already. He's still in the top five, but what Jokic is doing, third time, 100% field goal percentage, matching Wilt Chamberlain for the most such games all time. He's also equal Chamberlain's shot clock era record of twice recording a 25-point triple-double with a 100% free throw shooting. Please process that with your brain. 25 points did not miss a shot, and it was a triple-double. Just wanted to pause the show for a second to talk about that because we're just taking it for granted. And there are probably people listening right now going, stop talking about the NBA. <laughs> they don't play defense or whatever people say. Right? <laughs> I, I mean, just I, it's as good as it gets, man. And I just I hope people are paying attention. I did discover I get NBA TV as part of my TV package. That's how I watched the Pistons last night. And so I've been trying to watch more. Uh, more NBA this year as we have more time with uh, with uh, with Jay and, and those sorts of conversations. But it was the 116th all-time regular season triple-double for Jokic in his career. Fourth in NBA history, 22 behind Magic Johnson, Oscar Robertson. Do you actually know the modern player that has the most ever? Is it Westbrook? It is, it is Russell Westbrook. Good, yeah, because he averaged a triple-double for That's a couple right. years. Yep. Quote, I've never seen a, a triple-double before I played with him, and now I see them all the time, said Peyton Watson, who scored a season-high 20 points, starting in place of Aaron Gordon. Gordon is out for a little while. Did you hear that story about Aaron Gordon? Yeah. The dog bite? Oh, yeah. Woo! Woo! It's amazing, man. Yeah. That, that's terrifying. I have to wonder, frankly, with stuff like that. So people don't know, Aaron Gordon, is it 14 bites? Yeah, I think a, it was 14. A dozen, 14, something like that. How much of that comeback is less, oh, my hand hurts, and more like just the mental fallout from being attacked by an animal? Oh, it's the mental. Right? 90% mental. Oof. Oof. So a lot going on with the Nuggets, but I just I wanted to stop. The idea of those numbers, 25 points, you don't miss a shot, and you get a triple-double. It's, I, it just, it, it's, it's playing a different sport than everybody else. I, I agree, man. Uh, this must have been what it was like watching Wilt in the 60s. Like when what was scored 70 points, 100 points. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I, I think back then you would just never 
seen someone score like that. Yeah. In this case, just he just does everything. Can you name the only other player with multiple perfect triple doubles? Another modern player. Modern player? Yep. Uh, plays west of the Rockies. Ron? Draymond Green. Yeah, you could have given me 20 guesses, and Draymond would not have been one of them. <laughs> that guy has a stunning number of career triple doubles. Anyway. And they're all like 10, 10, 10, because he can't score much. 11, 11, 10. There yeah, you right. go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, How many kicks to the groin? 10, 10 kicks to the groin? <laughs> Sounds right. <laughs> Texter. Well, 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 you know, everybody else gets – um. You know, everybody else gets, you know, a bust in the Hall of Fame or whatever. They should just have his foot in someone's crotch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that's your career, brother. Um, there you go. Uh, text or text in. It actually, you know, I wouldn't hate doing this. Uh, next hour of the show, start texting in your favorite sports moment of 2023. This is our last show of the year. Obviously, doing the New Year's thing this weekend. Uh, we'll be back on Tuesday, uh, so you won't miss us too much. But uh, uh, text or say, not to be corny, but thanks for a year of shows. It's been a blast. Not you know, I... I I hope people hear that I love doing this, uh, that it comes out of my mouth, that even if I'm having a bad day, I don't think, oh, crap, I got to go do radio. I really do. I love doing this. this is what I've always wanted to do. So thanks for hanging out. I, this is a number I recognize. Thank you for being uh, a part of my life as well. I really do appreciate it. Uh, Texture, the, the where's my dinner bitch statue is a great bit, one of the greatest bits of all time. Tom Green and Chappelle show were the only things, uh, the only time that stuff could work on TV. Man, I. I was rewatching some old Chappelle show stuff. Oh yeah. Now that I've discovered 502 hemp and uh, there's so much just unbelievably smart stuff on that. Yes. Show. It's just so smart. And I could also see, by the way, I, I, I was really, I was very disappointed teetering on anger when he quit doing the show because it was so fun for me at the time. It was I was perfect. In, I was in graduate school. It was a very, like, I wasn't, grad school, by the way, don't go unless unless you're going to be a doctor or lawyer. It's not worth it. I'm just telling people. Um, I, I spent, like, six hours in a in a windowless library every day, you know, this kind of stuff, just reading. And, and so Chappelle Show was just this, this absolute comedic release at the end of the day, and I really loved it. And so when he decided he was he was walking away from the show, but now, man, that I've gone back and watched it and watched how he talks about it, I, I could see why – needs to walk away but i got a buddy i got a buddy who uh i was in in school with who's now a professor at washington state and he and i will randomly text one another Chappelle show lines oh yeah so the other day i just randomly i think christmas morning texted him what's the square root of this apartment (laughs) 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 oh man uh, Texter, my favorite sports moment of this year was the World Series. Interesting. I didn't care who won, but my mom, and my, excuse me, my dad and I uh, sat down and watched every game for the first time in years. I do wonder, too, if we'll look back at 23 as the year where we got back to normal with sports, where people went back to games, where, I mean, because we talk about all of these great non-conference games in the in the college basketball, and I wonder, Zach, if it's more just that we didn't have this kind of energy for sports before. And I, and I do wonder if if we're just getting back to that. But thank you for sharing that. That's a cool thing to be able to get to do with your family. I, You know, I, working in horse racing, I meet people at different tracks and, and different things, people that have, you know, have found the show, however. And I meet them, and, and they're like, oh, this is, my, this is my dad, or this is my brother, or this is my cousin, this is my, my buddy from college. And they go to these races together, and they have those moments. I don't have those with my family, with sports. And so I'm, I'm jealous of those people, I'm, I'm, and I'm – 
I'm genuinely grateful that uh, people uh, <laughs> people text us and text her between Jokic and the Jayhawks. Dan's got got it really good right now. <laughs> uh, text her. I was in middle school. Chappelle show was the greatest part of every week. I was devastated when it ended, dude. I'm telling you, I was living that life where where I was just staring at a concrete wall six hours a day, and then I'd get home and I'd throw. I'm not ashamed to show my age a little bit. Throw the DVDs in. Have a couple bourbons and watch Chappelle's show and fall asleep. I mean, a lot of nights fall it's asleep on the couch. It's a comfort show. It was a comfort show. I still I knew all the all lines, and it didn't matter. It was still funny. No. It didn't matter. Chappelle's delivery. Yeah, it's just all unbelievable. of it. Donnell Rawlings. How about Dude, the there are some actors? guys, I was going to say, there were dudes on that show. They're not as funny as Dave, but in their way. Paul Mooney. The Paul Mooney, dude. Those skits killed me. Tom Cruise, The Last Samurai. Oh, uh, Wayne Brady. <laughs> Being the complete opposite of Wayne Brady. Oh, man. Uh, The Browns made the playoffs. The Pistons uh, are not a process. They just stink. I promised I'd talk about Illinois, and I didn't do it. Or, excuse me, Alabama, and I didn't do it. Uh, Russell Bussin's on the bench. Cuban's going to sell the Mavs. I need to give a final total prediction for for the bowl game today. Uh, We'll do all of that in the last hour of the show. Again, last time mentioning him, but... Kentucky Tourism, KentuckyTourism.com. Really do appreciate them hanging out with us uh, the last couple of years in the 10 o'clock uh, hour here uh, on both Isla and Louis and now on Rabot & Co. On the other end, uh, we'll get into some horses and those other topics. We'll do it next. Rabot & Co. here, ESPN 680, 105.7. Wherever your favorite team tailgates this season, there's a Cox's or Evergreen Liquors nearby. Your mileage may vary. Stop by for all your game day beverages and party supplies, wine, beer, spirits, and more. Cox's and Evergreen Liquors, everyone's go-to liquor store. Looking for extra cash this holiday season? You can make competitive pay as a day shift warehouse worker at UPS Worldport right here in Louisville. Learn more and apply today at upsjobsky.com. That's upsjobsky.com.